When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It will never I'm not, not even, be funny. I didn't watch it. It's so I didn't good. even watch it this time, Cameron Kennedy. <laughs> you can't hurt me if I don't see it. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Jurassic Park in review. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you, Tim. F you, Cameron Ken. <laughs> the Nitro <laughs> Rifle, birthday. Andy Cortez. Nice Hello. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday, Ken. It'll be my birthday soon, too. And guess what I'm going to get on my birthday? Just fucking that thing over and over again <laughs> with a crack sound on my lower back, which has happened <laughs> before. And it is also Christmas in April. Joey Noel. Hello. And making his first appearance on this show, but he'll be here for the rest of them. It is the one and only Big Daddy, Greg Miller. Cameron Kennedy, I want you to know it was a rough weekend, and that uh, intro brought me and Jen endless amounts of joy. We did rewatch that many a time to laugh. <laughs> I can't count how many times I've watched it. Like, I watch a lot of the interview intros a lot, but like the fact that it was also made into a TikTok and stuff with Nick's reaction, like, oh, it's a beautiful the worst thing. was when I showed it to Danielle, and she was like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, this is, this is her reaction. And she goes, oh, it's funny because you're old. <laughs> she's right she's right yeah she dunked on me (laughs) of course this is kind of funnies in review where every week we rank review and recap different movie franchises currently we are doing jurassic park to lead into the third jurassic world movie with a small break in between the park series and the world series to go back to the mcu for dr strange you can watch the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if there is a movie franchise out there that you are interested in hearing our thoughts are on chances are we've already done it so please go check that out if you wanted to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it i need you to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule fargo brady pranksy and anonymous have all done we appreciate all of you so very very much today we're brought to you by me undies and maple story but i'll have to tell you all about that later because we got to get into it everyone the lost world jurassic park aka jurassic park 2 has a runtime of two hours and nine minutes there was roughly 50 percent more dinosaur action in this one than in the first movie first movie having about 15 minutes total this one having a little closer to 23 minutes of dinosaur action. <laughs> Released on May 23rd, 1997, after the original novel's release and the first film's success, fans pressured Crichton for a sequel to his novel. Following the book's publication in 1995, production began on a film sequel that we saw 
here. Blame them. Directed we by, have to blame them. Then. We have to blame them. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg once again. After the twin hits of Jurassic Park and Schindler's List, both, both in 1993, he took a rare sabbatical and didn't return to the director's chair until this movie in 1997. Uh, the shoot finished before the scheduled 74 days in classic Spielberg fashion. It was completed in 69 days. So shout out to you for that. Um, but also Spielberg's known for getting movies done earlier than planned because of his meticulously planned out shots and how that coverage can allow uh, things to be done a lot easier when planned correctly. Music was done by John Williams, an American composer known for scoring 2002's Catch Me If You Can, starring Leo D and Tom H. Um, This had a budget of $73 million. That was for you, Andy, and I didn't even get a fucking chuckle. Who's Tom H? Oh, Tom Tom Hanks. Hanks. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Box well, John Williams is getting reference for Catch Me If You Can. That's where you're mm-hmm. going to bring him in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Starring mm-hmm. LDC and Tommy H. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't keep up with how the kids are calling the actors out there. Don't take it out on yeah. T. Hanks. Don't take it out on a TG, all right? I Tim, never would. Tim, I, I love SLJ really cool. as well. Thank you. What's really up, cool. Kev? I thought it was really cool, Tim. I appreciate you, Kevin. Thank you. JGL. Budget of $73 million. The box office of $618 million. It had the biggest opening weekend up to that point, beating Batman Forever. Additionally, it had surpassed Mission Impossible for having the largest Memorial Day weekend ever, as well as three opening records held by Independence Day. So Jeff Goldblum raking in that cash, everybody, in the 90s. Uh, The Lost World broke several other box office records as well. It took the record for highest single-day box office take, 26.1 million, on May 25th, a record held until the release of Star Wars Episode Mm -hmm. One in 1999, and then broken many, many times after that. Um, It also became the fastest film to pass the 100 million mark, achieving the feat in just six days. Um, A fun fact for you that I feel like you'll appreciate a lot, Nick. The director, Steven Spielberg, had to attend an early screening for Swingers in 1996 in order to give <laughs> approval for the use of the Jaws theme. He was so impressed by Vince Vaughn that he offered him a part of the movie. Ah, that's pretty incredible. That's I, I do remember Vince Vaughn being in this, being like, huh, that's cool huh. that he showed up in a Jurassic Park movie back in the day because he wasn't that big back then. Yeah. Hey, Greg, you missed this last week, um, mm-hmm. but Nedry was uh, Newman from uh, Seinfeld. Uh, it was a similar situation where Spielberg saw him in a movie, waited to watch through the credits to find his name. Because he's oh. like, that's our guy. So that's in, our guy. So I'm in Basic Instinct, which we was only in one Oh, scene. yeah, where yeah. Sharon Stone flashes the old <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I read an article with Wayne Knight on that, too, where he was like, he was like, I got this random part. And before I, when I was auditioning, I didn't realize that they wanted just my type. It was type passing, basically. And he was like, I, I wouldn't have taken the part, but whatever. It was like a one-day shoot. And then, lo and behold, Steven Spielberg told him, years later he read it that he that that got him you know jurassic park which launched his career pretty much which is cool ridiculously cool greg miller you weren't here last week to talk about jurassic park so now i want you to talk about the lost world fuck you god damn it <laughs> well you know what a thing to miss a perfect movie and then come to this just you like, missed the one good one <laughs> yikes man i no. tell you what like i remember not liking lost world but like not remembering much about why i didn't like it It it's one of those movies i watched once probably in the theater i was you know i was a kid we were all super stoked about jurassic park the first time around and then come to this one uh something wrong with your hat nick was your hat a joke i got got a little dirt dirt on the brim of my hat nobody told me joey joey what the fuck oh so i'm on nick's hat duty okay uh and so to turn this one on and start watching it's just like jesus christ like what what i 
It's a movie with an amazing cast that has no chemistry at all. And, and I, you're never going to follow up Jurassic Park, obviously, like, you know, a perfect film. But to go from a film like Jurassic Park, a movie that is pure magic, and come to this one where there is no magic to be found in any situation, in any relationship, in most lines of dialogue, it's so depressing to watch this movie. And it keeps going. It doesn't stop. It just keeps going. There's so much of this movie, and you're like, just stop. I will say, I told him this earlier. He was slacking me. He's like, this movie is so long. Just so everyone knows, Jurassic Park 3 next week, only an hour and a half. Whoa! Oh. Mm. Yeah. That gets an automatic, like, half-star bump for me for being I mean, a reasonable that age, got William H. Macy, Taylor Leone, a talking raptor. Let's go. Joey Noel, what do you think? Um, Let me see. Let me pull up my notes. I do <laughs> feel like this is, like, just a forgettable movie like i just watched it and i still don't really remember anything that happened i think what did i say uh ian malcolm i think this solidifies that he's much better as a side character than a main character he doesn't have enough to pull it on his own and i think it's because like greg said julianne moore great not great in this movie vince vaughn also not great in this movie they just don't have like a lot of toby from the west wing great and like he's not great yeah. in this. um who else was it the guy from all the dark pictures like he, the little like puppet master guy the video games the curator. yeah the curator yeah oh no, no? You think, are you thinking of the guy from The Big Lebowski who gets eaten by the little dinosaurs? Or are you thinking of the he's main hunter? Something. Maybe he was in Until Dawn. Maybe that's what I'm touchstone for him, The Big Lebowski. Because my touchstone is the bad guys from Bad Boys 2 and the crazy cosmonaut from Armageddon. I would oh. give you the cosmonaut. I wouldn't have been able to pull Bad Boys. And you're right. He might be. I think he might be in uh, Until, Until Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Um, I don't think the bad guys are like fun at all. <laughs> sure. Like, it's like, oh, well, the, you, this isn't fun. Uh, I don't feel like there is like any real tension with the dinosaurs. It doesn't really feel like there's any stakes in terms of like, I don't care about these characters, so I don't really care what happens to them uh, for the most part. And the fact that the last 20 or 25 minutes is in San Diego just feels very weird. Shout out to San Diego. Let's finally, <laughs> yeah, let's get some San Diego action. In there. And again, this is, you know, I feel like as He's a kid who, vagina. you know, we bought all the Jurassic Park toys. You know what I mean? I would play the games. I'm the one of the people who forced Michael Crichton to do this. <laughs> and then forced Steven Spielberg to do this. And I just, I all we wanted, yeah, it was let's see these dinosaurs tear up a city. You know what I mean? And they just give you a fucking 30 flat fucking minutes in San Diego. Like, it's fun when he did, they, the parents yell, I guess. And you know what I mean? But then, like, he's chasing that's, that's Japanese tourists through the street. Yeah. You're like, all right. Like, oh, God. Andy Cortez. Yeah, this movie's a stinker, man. <laughs> I've seen this movie a lot though like almost as many times as the first one because as a kid i just i thought it was good i liked it a lot as a kid um i think about the top down shot when the raptors are enclosing on their position what a cool moment that was i think about um i guess that's it i guess I guess I'll <laughs> it. um yeah i it really bums me out that jeff goldblum is all of his quirky eccentricness is completely removed to become the main character. That sucks. Like, he's just, like, main guy. Generic main guy now with a couple of decent lines here and there. This movie isn't 100% bad, but it's still not anything that I'd ever want to watch or recommend watching. Uh, there's just a lot of dumb shit happening in this movie. But terrible logic, terrible decision-making from a lot of the characters. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. It's It sucks that this movie 
Like if I was Steven Spielberg, I would have pawned this off on someone else and be like, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do I was, this. I was shocked. I didn't remember. Obviously, I was a child. So when it popped at the end, it was like directed by Steven Spielberg. I thought it was just going to be a produced credit. And I was like, this, mm-hmm. he directed this? Yeah. Jesus the, Christ. the guy that ends up directing three was really fighting to direct this one. And that didn't end up happening. And then they and then eventually when Steven was like, I'm not doing three. <laughs> like, OK, cool. You can have it, Joe. Joe, whatever your name is. Yeah. Nick, what did you think? Just oh, thinks, sorry. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I think I think it's important to know, and you probably have it as a piece of trivia, Tim, if you haven't said already, that Steven Spielberg's only directed two movie, two sequels to his original works before, and it's this and Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Not not great at the old sequel game, old Stevie Spielberg. Uh, but this movie, I think, was just kind of you can feel that it was rushed. You can feel that it wasn't Crichton's best work. It's definitely a money grab, and you can see that just in general, just in the title alone. The move, the book was called The Lost World. They that not The Lost World colon Jurassic Park. And it had the emblem, and at least Michael Crichton and the book publisher trusted people to just kind of put two and two together, read the fucking back of the book where it said the critical, the, the acclaimed sequel to, you know, to Jurassic Park. But in this one, they're like, we don't know if people are going to get this, so let's call it the Lost World Jurassic Park. Why not Jurassic Park 2 called the Lost World? Doesn't that make more sense? Who cares? Get it out. Let's get it fucking done. <laughs> this movie couldn't be less exciting for all the reasons that everyone's talking about. I don't care about the characters, and if I don't care about the characters, I don't care that the characters care about the dinosaurs. The subplot oh of God. Vince Vaughn being this sort of like environmentalist trying to take care. How dare you try and kill this? I'm like, it's a fucking T-Rex that's trying to kill you twice. And you took the bullets out of this guy's gun. Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, like, that's, such a, like, that's such an act one move before they try to kill you, before right. you're in the fight of your life. Not like and before you're just killing raptors and like <laughs> cheering about it. Like it, it just makes no sense. Yeah. It's 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 totally just all over the place. I don't like any of the characters. Like you guys said, it needed like three or four more rewrites. The idea of going back to the island to to save the dinosaurs is a fascinating idea, and I'm glad we never ever see that again. <laughs> Dude, the idea that like Pete Postlewaite is just a complete waste in this. Like he's great in everything like he does, and he's just an, he's just another waste of a character in this movie. Um, yeah, it's it's such a big bummer. I think about. I, I mentioned that scene. I think a lot of the the dinosaur sequences I kind of enjoy mostly because they're just nostalgic from the it's just pure nostalgia when we talk about like, yeah, nine inch uh, skull dome or whatever. And then he knocks the dude through the truck. And that's fun. I, there's a lot of like cute moments like that, but it's just it amounts to nothing. It's just it's just here's some new dinos in new CG. That's really all it kind of is. And then uh, when she fucking kicks the velociraptor with her gymnast with her gymnastic moves oh my gosh is <laughs> they this cut like, you from the team yeah i mean you greg not a bad line right though <laughs> like, yeah. like they cut you for the team not a bad line not a bad delivery from from old jeff Goldblum, but it's like but still stupid the moment, as hell. there's yeah. so Why? few of those like the other one i liked was toby uh when he gives jeff Goldblum all the instructions on how to go down from the bird's nest or whatever and then he just goes <laughs> and he's like i would have squeezed a little bit harder yeah. like that's a fun line but yeah. then they got it in their head that repeating dialogue would be hilarious so like the entire trying to find sarah in the beginning of like sarah 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 of vince vaughn and jeff goldblum and then later on when they're hanging in the bus hang on to something hang on to something what are you fucking doing like why is is, this isn't playing guys this isn't playing 
When they do the burger, the burger order, oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, yeah, three double cheeseburgers and whatever. Just they fucking know, drop them all. Drop them all. Funny, just kill them all. <laughs> that line wasn't terrible. It's the fact that all three of them said something like, "Yeah, you that's guys, why." Anything down there? Yeah, I'll have a double burger. And then Vince was like, "With cheese." And then Julia Moore's like, "Add a diet coke." I'm like, "Oh my hey, god!" Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I want you all to die. All to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starting with with Julianne Moore's character, who legitimately is one of my least favorite on screen characters. Characters I have ever wow. seen. Like, honestly, Jar Jar, I'll take him any day over this shit. Whoa! Like, every single thing wow. she does, I'm just like, whoa, how? How the fuck is this a real human being that's supposed to be smart? Like, she's supposed to be the smart character in all of this stuff. And I just, I hate her relationship and chemistry with Jeff Goldblum. It makes absolutely no sense. The fact that she is his motivation to get back on the island, like, we just watched the first movie last week. We know how scary that whole situation was, how injured he got. He went face to face with the T-Rex. And you're telling me that this is how easy it is to get it back on the island, let alone the fact of this, the entire premise of why they would need to go to the island in the first place. Oh, there's a second island. Like this is sequel the movie to a T, right? For all the wrong reasons. And he said, it's a stinker. I am right there with him. Like this movie is a stinker. It's Being a kid of the 90s. stinker, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and it's so sad because the first one was phenomenal. 10 out of 10. We talked about that for hours last week. But Oh, you should have been this, here, Greg. It was great. Yeah. It was so good, Greg. It's so good. good. Uh, but the thing time. about this one is it's like, at the end of the day, it is still a movie, a, a 90s movie with dinosaurs. So I think that for as much of a stinker as it is, I didn't hate watching it. I don't really want to watch it again anytime soon. But like, there are still enough things like the raptors going through the tall grass where I'm like, all right, this is really fucking cool. Like, I'm totally into this. And I stand by the trailer going off the clip scene specifically because of the way it's shot. It feels like a Steven Spielberg set piece getting there sucks the story reasons why they're there the baby t-rex in any way shape or form <laughs> such a stupid stupid plot and i fucking hate it but the way that it entire scene is so shot so many times i know i know <laughs> kind of take, Timmy, we need to take care of him get him over here but i'm like what what if you're just why? andy cortez i just wanted to say that <laughs> when like obviously they they have great sound design and like they take all these samples from all these you know animals in real life and give this movie kind of uh, sort of a it makes it feel real right the way the t-rexes sound everything sounds very natural sounding but when the baby t-rex is fucking in that little thing with the tape around his mouth it sounds like nick doing his baby impersonation it just sounds like yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't it, it sounds like a human making a noise and i hate that and as soon as they take the, the tape off then it sounds like it does like more of an animal cry but when it's in there it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I hate it. The, the, the problem i have is that the, the whole scene the trailer falling off the cliff that whole thing belongs in the first movie and i don't just mean that in terms of like oh plot wise or whatever i mean it in terms of like it the things that are good about it are as good as anything in the first movie Everything else that's bad needed the rest of the stuff that's good from the first movie to like really make it hold up. What I love about it is the dude that ends up dying in the Jeep that's trying to save them. Toby. Like he goes from this character that we just legitimately do not give a fuck about. And throughout that scene, by the time he dies, you're bummed out. And I think that that is cinematography. That is the use of Spielberg kind of making us care about somebody through camera work, through movie making and movie magic and then it's just surrounded by so much bullshit and it did get me caring when uh julianne moore was on the the glass like that shit's iconic for good reasons like i kept saying yeah. last week that jurassic park is iconic there are so few 
iconic things in this movie. Uh, but I do think that that scene stands up despite actively trying to not <laughs> and to like <laughs> fuck it up at any fucking uh, left or right that they can take. Um, another thing I like about the movie is their commitment to being like, you should be scared of all of them, even the little ones. The first movie did it as well. I love starting the movie with this and like having them attack little girl and not seeing it. I remember being terrified of that when I was a kid. And even now it still had like some residual effects of PTSD where I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, Oh, they're going to come back and they're going to fuck people up later. That shit's cool. <laughs> That is really all the positives I can give to this. I think you guys know I'm a sucker for score and shit. The score sucks in this movie. I'm sorry. How did you ruin the Jurassic Park theme? They did it. They found a way. Life finds a way. Ruin the score in this movie (laughs) finds a goddamn way. Yeah, I agree. The movie. The whole movie is just a bummer, man. It's just a bummer. Like, and, and that's the thing too is even with even the way the movie shot, the island's not as pretty. Most of it looks like it was like I mean I think most of it was shot like near woods. That doesn't even look tropical half the time. Like, I mean the the, you can just here? get down to the fact of like I mean Jurassic Park. You watch now and I wasn't here with you guys last week, but I assume you're on the same page. That Jurassic Park visually visual effects holds up and looks great. You watch this and the the CG looks so bad because of course they're like oh we don't do practical anymore. Computers will take care of everything. Yeah, and when they do do the fucking practical little guys all over the fucking thing, it looks terrible. Well, the practical the practical stuff I thought was fine. It's just the fact that they felt the need because it's a sequel to take it up a notch like Tim talked about at the beginning. Putting in six more minutes of CG dinosaurs in this is a lot more money. And man, it stands. The first dinosaurs we see, which should be this wow moment of the stegosaurus coming over the, the top. But it's in this little like weird gully and they just look so fucking fake. It's just underwhelming. And- I really hated the the puppet moment of the velociraptor breaking into the glass and you could just tell it's a hand in a head like trying to break into glass it looks so terrible it looks so bad you ready for the last thing last thing i want to say before the plot uh is one of my bigger criticisms of the movie overall is that for as nonsensical as the plot is it feels like there's 20 to 30 minutes of this movie missing uh, in between this movie legitimately ending, you could have rolled credits and been fine and it would have still been a stinker, but whatever. We then go to San Diego. The, there's an in-between where it's like, how the fuck did we get here? That is truly, truly bizarre. The enemies in this movie fucking suck. Andy, hit the plot. Welcome to Jurassic Plot. You can start, Nick. Oh, is it Greg? It's me. It's me. Okay, cool. You can start. Now I know what everyone was thinking. This is a little. This is a little precursor to the plot. I know what you guys were thinking out there, Nick. Is the Lysine contingency gonna fucking come back? (laughs) They did it, everybody. And they did it. Not one person. Not one single person in the comments of our Jurassic Park in review fucking remember that the lysine contingency comes back at the beginning of this movie not one of you not one of you it was eight of you fucking reminded me <laughs> that i forgot that this was in this but who cares i, I blanked this whole movie out. anyway we're going to talk about jurassic the lost world jurassic that's not your fault two, nick that's the their fault for remembering exactly you know? what the hell yeah. did you guys do with your fucking childhoods i was out there watching the movie i was watching the 89 batman instead of this fucking movie isla sorna 87 miles southwest of isla newbar but just a little left of isla greg sucks a rich family <laughs> drinks some champagne while their daughter gets eaten alive by campies uh which are all were dinosaurs by the way in the first jurassic park worth noting uh they, they they made a note of that and they just come back in this one but they never they didn't put them in the movies uh this jungle is super scary she gets bitten by all of them and it's horrifying uh actually though fun fact 
fact that I don't, I'm surprised you don't have this trivia, Tim. She actually mm. doesn't die from that. She she actually just gets bit a lot, walks a couple more ways, snakes right through the fucking eyes. Oh, oh man. man. Every snakes single time. Everywhere. A real villain. I appreciate well, snakes, that. The, snakes are the villain in this. Because that dude would rather get eaten by a fucking T-Rex than deal with the fucking oh, snake for a second. And true. plus, it was a milk snake. Red and black friend of Jack. Red and yellow kill a fellow. Like, it's not going to poison you. Get a, get over yourself, dude. I appreciate yeah, but... they set up this uh, British family to be just a bunch of douchebags. So we don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks their daughter gets eaten or gets bit a bunch. But, like, <clears throat> the parents just suck. And, like, when the mom goes over to make herself a food or a drink or whatever, and, like, she won't pour it, she calls the servant over. And then when the daughter screams and they all run to one point in the sand and stand there and call her rather than fucking sprint to the problem. Well, he just, like, the dad just looks up from his newspaper while she's screaming, like, oh, what is that? Like, no movement whatsoever until and they, like, she, eventually get up. And, Joe, would she have grown up to be shitty? Probably, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nature versus nurture. Hard mm-hmm. to tell him young. Let God sort him out. Uh, we got over to Ian Malcolm. We got to recognize in a train by douchebag because oh, now he's world famous. Stand, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he heads to Hammond's house and is greeted Wait, by... Wait, did you see uh, Eli Roth on the train? Was Eli Roth mm-hmm. on the train? Yeah. I didn't... I don't think it's a... I don't know if it's a... I don't know what his deal is, if he's an extra or whatever, but, yeah, he's standing along the pole. Interesting. Mm. Uh, this is my first indication. I'm not going to like this movie because, to Tim's <laughs> note, Jeff Goldblum, double, the double shirt, Jeff Goldblum, uh, the cut hair, Jeff Goldblum. He doesn't have the swagger. He's not wearing the watch. The leather jacket's there, but it looks like it's a different leather jacket. It just, the whole thing just doesn't work for me. He's I mean, undercover just, a little bit. Can we just appreciate for a fact, for a moment, that like Jeff Goldblum was trying to tell us something? Like the first time we see him in this movie, he's <laughs> very early on. And what's he doing? He yawns. He's yawning. just yawning. Yeah. yawning, yawning they they transitioned from the screaming girl into him yawning. And I will appreciate, and I, it was obviously a choice that they did this, but I do appreciate the shot behind him. There's like a, the he's in a subway and it like, yeah. it looks like he's not an island, but he's not an island. He's yeah. in a subway thing. And I was just like, oh, you're doing something, but I don't know. And then Casey uh, Jones talks to him. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you're this guy, fucking guy? guy. What's up uh, with this dude thought he had a the brightest career ahead of him? Like <laughs> he was like, hair. I get one shot and I'm giving it 120%. And he did. Oh yeah, this there's Eli Roth. Reminds Greg. me of uh, Brecken Myers in Clueless. <laughs> That's a pull for Joey and Joey alone. Uh he has he just watched it. to Hammond's old house and he's greeted by Reginald from Spider-Man and the kids Reginald from the first movie Fatty. who are now all grown up. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like these kids now. I hope they're on the rest of this film. <laughs> nope, they're not. Uh Ludlow <laughs> greets him. And makes fun of him for spilling the beans on Isle of Newbar despite having signed to NDA. And now everyone thinks he's a crackpot. Hammond, as it turns out, is incapacitated. So the board of InGen is about to burn the whole thing down. Or are they? Thank God for Site B. Isle of Newbar was a showroom, if you didn't know. Isle of Sorna is where all the animals were bred. Except for those animals we saw being born on fucking Isle of Newbar. <laughs> and despite the fact that they said all the animals are born here, it doesn't matter. I guess that's What Site a fucking good point, Nick. Holy shit. Yeah. Just That's for the tourists, Nick. Retconning all that shit. You got him, dude. You got him. Uh, don't to give worry, him everyone. Isle of Storner is with the animals. Don't worry. With, it doesn't matter. Uh, Hurricane Clarissa wiped out the facility on site B, and now all the animals have escaped, and they're running wild. Uh, by now, there's a complete ecological system. We don't even know what's on that island. Can I talk you into going there, Greg? Are you talked into going there yet? Fuck no. Of course, uh, Ian Malcolm, rightfully, because he remembers that one second when he was fucking, like, his leg was hurting and he was single-chested out about those two dudes across the fucking room talking about the lysine deficiency. He goes, what about the lysine deficiency? <laughs> he says, oh, well, don't worry about the lysine deficiency because all the plants, ha- all the fucking plant-eating animals ate lysine plants, and then the carnivores eat them, and so it's totally fine. Life finds a way. 
like, uh, 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 found a fucking way. The carnivores, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and he goes, we're not going to make the same mistakes we made before. He goes, no, uh, you're making all new ones, which is true. Uh, he's like, listen, we got to crack like, pot. But again, you're doing, you're doing the Jeff Goblin thing, and he's like at 20%. Yeah, he's not full of Jeff Goblin. He doesn't it ever sucks. go, yeah. It really stinks, man. It bums me out that it, they just took away all of the personality. <laughs> I don't like, think they took it away, Andy. I think Jeff Goldblum just has to bear the full fucking weight of this stinker on his shoulders, and it would weigh anyone down. No, it's like, it, it's, you know, now you're the main character. You can't you just play be the straight that, man. Yeah. yeah, but you can't be like, the only movie that can pull that off is like a Tim Burton movie where Johnny Depp's got scissors for hands. You can't do this. He's got to be the straight guy in this because all he's, he has, by the way, he's the only person in this movie that reacts like a fucking regular human being would. Everyone else is like, oh, a T-Rex? I'll take a picture of it. I'm not going to run from it. Nick, but Andy. think about how much more fun you and I are when we don't have to be the main host. We're so cool. You know, we're way funner. <laughs> we we got so zingers cool. left and right. That's you don't even know what we're going to do. And then exactly. when we're the main host, we got to be we got to be straight lays, read the ads, thank Put the sponsors. The tie on. It fucking sucks, dude, it, you know? That's why I won't do it. I <laughs> to bring back Greg. Uh, there's oh, the- real, real quick, real quick, I just want to say it to, to this point about Jeff Goldblum. I hate it because they totally like downplay him it's 20 percent of who he is and all this and it's like what what is there like oh no, don't worry though we're gonna give you something we're gonna give him a shitty family like great now we have to deal with a fucking kid <laughs> our least here's this kid who he movies. has no chemistry with at and, all and then this girlfriend that oh lord well, and not to mention that it's even weirder thinking about the first movie of like he has a kid and a family but like has interacts with the first movie kids like he's never seen a kid before and that doesn't really make any sense <laughs> i don't like it julian Moore, he meets on the set for the first day as they're filming like all right cool you guys are in a relationship and also the fact that he has to find out from john hammond that she went and she was just like oh hey by the way i just knew that you wouldn't want or you wouldn't come i know unless- this is a super ptsd kind of thing for you yeah. and i know how much it fucked you up because oh, i talked to you about it but I my god go. are you kidding me listen i love my wife i love her beyond anything on this fucking planet but if i spent four years telling her the horrors that i witnessed on this fucking jurassic park island and then she went there anyway i'd be like you're on your own I'm not going there. You're a grown ass adult and you made this choice. And if you come back with half a fucking skull because a T-Rex decided to use you as a gumball, that's on you. I digress. They put a team together of people that you think you would like. Uh, Vince Vaughn. We got the dude, the dude from uh, West Wing. Toby. And then we got Julianne Moore. I'm like, what a banger cast. You're going to throw Jeff Goldblum in there? How could this possibly miss? And then, of course, his daughter shows up. You're like, oh, okay. We got to have a kid in this. And then Hammond tells him about Sarah. So he's like, oh, my God, I got to go. I got to go save her. I'll, I'll call her and tell her not to go. But, of course, she's already there. Hammond outthinking everyone. Uh, the old man has lost his marbles, but he's not that far off step um he goes listen i love this i do like this one line where because hammond's kind of insane he goes if you want to leave your name on something fine but stop putting it on other people's headstones it's a cool thing for someone it to is say. Cool. A cool it line. Is that's a cool line and then he goes and then he's like it's not a research expedition anymore it's a rescue, rescue mission fucking cool then good movie dude. Here and it's weird. <laughs> yeah. it was badass uh, Ian meets up with Eddie and Vince Vaughn, who was wearing a really big sweater and is really into uh, women from Greenpeace. <laughs> Ian's daughter comes to hang out and calls someone named Karen a troglodyte. And I, I just hear. Yeah, because she doesn't even have Sega. Exactly. Uh, he lies to her about Sarah because uh, because apparently you can't trust kids in this. I'd have been like, listen, I'm going to get Sarah. We're go- it's a very dangerous environment where there's animals. Please don't. Please, for Christ's sake. Also, dad of the fucking year, you left without saying bye to your daughter. She was just hiding on the bus 
for like half a day. You just forgot about her. What are you doing? All right. Uh, t- uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. PTSD. Uh, we established that that he's not he's not with the mother anymore, uh, but that the daughter actually likes Sarah a lot. So uh, anyway, uh, Kelly, I think is the daughter's name, takes in all the high-tech gadget stuff and goes, you know what? I'll hide out here. Spend more time with old dad. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, the head of the island, it's way uglier than Nublar. And again, <laughs> something that it just is. Like this whole movie is, I think, purposely shot dark and supposed to be gloomy and ominous, but it really is not fun. It's just kind of, I don't know, it's like a cloud hanging over the movie itself. Uh, the dude from West Wing was, has a blow dart gun, and Vince Vaughn argues with the boat captain because the boat captain doesn't want anything to do with the island he affectionately refers to as the five deaths. Well, is which is dope. It's, it's something. It's cool. something. I think it's we'll cool. We'll just say it's something. Uh, man, I, this is the first part where I go, man, this island looks a lot like Muir Woods. And then I looked it up, and yeah, like 40% of this movie was shot in Muir Woods. I'm like, cool, that makes sense. Uh, they find Sarah's backpack, and it's all messed up, and she's got her sat phone in it, which explains why she doesn't answer. We have one throwaway line where she never answers her phone. Uh, and then I heard a stegosaurus walk by, and they look really bad, and everyone kind of reacts like they're really bad CGI. Everyone's like, this is the first time two out of the three characters in this scene have seen dinosaurs, and they just go like this. Okay, that's it. Um, <laughs> How did nobody see Sarah? I'm so mad. I, like, I fucking hate that. I, as a seven or eight They're year so old, distracted like, this by is the dinosaurs. stupid as fuck. Like, <laughs> this person. How did she not hear them? How? Like, oh, that's the we, worst. The we do get one great Jeff Goldblum line here, where he goes. Ooh, ah, that's how it starts. But later, there's running and screaming and, and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out, Sarah just. Just an inch off screen the entire time. Just yeah. to, it is like if I just looked. Oh, there's Tim, right? You <laughs> completely ridiculous. For me? Lucky, <laughs> ridiculous. And the torn backpack, Greg. Great question. That's just her lucky backpack. It lucky backpack. Like of course, her boyfriend wouldn't know that. He would never know that her backpack always looks like that because he is f- just completely fucking oblivious to everything. She figured out how the animals survive without lysine. They ate more plants and then they got eaten. Oh, that's where they got that. Uh, then she sneaks up on a baby stegosaurus while Vince Vaughn films it and he goes, man, I'm going to win a Pulitzer Prize for this or a Nobel Peace Prize or whatever. And this little thing is fucking cute. Sarah's camera freaks out because this is a great little touchstone. Uh, this is actually a real film camera that has a mechanism in it that rewinds the film when you're done, which uh, you guys have probably never seen in your life because everything is digital now. But then a herd of T-Rexes come. Uh, oh, wait, no, I wrote that part before I, I saw the next part. Was I right? No, you weren't right, Nick. Uh, now, nah, Nick tries to sm- <laughs> fucking to smoke a dart, but Sarah stops him. because She's like, they have a highly olfactory senses. And he's like, oh, God forbid we offend one of the dinosaurs that shouldn't be here anyway. Ian tries to tell her how much danger they're in. She calls him the predator, and he's like... What the fuck? I would have just left this part. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty messed up line. <laughs> yeah. It was I'm still, bad. like, failing to see <laughs> what Their chemistry? what kind of couple, yeah, dynamic they have. Because it yeah, seems terrible. It and way, remember, though. like, she says at one point she'd settle for trying to get him into a cab. Like, he doesn't come see her, is what I took away from that line. Like, yeah. They're protecting the boy- their baby. So am I. Like, if you would have told me that they've been divorced for four years... Like, I totally believe it because it just doesn't seem like they like each other. Mm-mm. And I uh, get it. She's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> but why would he risk his life to go rescue well, somebody you know he clearly doesn't like, let alone love? There's died. a lot of societal pressure that if, if your partner goes somewhere and they're going to die, even if you don't like them that much, you got to go get them. <laughs> you just got to go. <laughs> like, that's going to reflect badly on him when this You're news right. breaks. They're like, oh, she died. My Sarah died. Weren't you dating her? Yeah. 
oh man, must have caught you off guard when you found out she was there, right? And he's like, well, I found out days before she got murdered. Yeah, I could have gone. Dinosaur. I had the flight book, but I canceled it. Oh, fuck, don't you have like firsthand knowledge of how to fight dinosaurs and stuff? I'm like, yeah, but I just, I didn't want, I got a daughter here that I was busy. He he's still a chaos month. theorist. He doesn't, he's like not qualified. It's been bad for his job. It's been bad for his job. Yeah, it's been the, po- the Padres were in town, you know. <laughs> San Diego. I don't know. Uh, that was good. That was good. Thank you, thank you. They head back to base camp where they find a fire. Surprise. Kelly's there and she's cooking him dinner. But of course, the fire is like, that's a bad idea because it's going to bring all the animals out anyway. Sarah comes to her side uh, and apparently no one grasps so much trouble they're in just yet. Ian can't get the sat phone to work and nothing's really happened so far in this movie. Uh, this movie 100% needs way more Nedry. I would literally pull Sarah <laughs> aside at this point and tell her the story of Ray and his severed arm. But apparently she doesn't Ray. Uh, Sarah tries to throw, throw <laughs> Sorry, did, did I miss the introduction of like the bad guys yet? No. Okay, that has not happened. No, they're coming okay. up right now. This movie would be so know. much better if Ray Romano was in it. I'm just going to throw that out there. Or at least also, his brother. What's like a future... Oh. Sp- Robert, Robert, no, Ray. That's what he sounds. Um, future question for the rest of the movie. Does anybody take off their shirt? No. I don't... Ever, Jeff Goldblum, like, uh, at the very again, end when he's passed out his shirt's a little bit open kind of as an homage to him laying down in Jurassic Park yeah, okay not, I'll wait, I'll wait and, and, then. this is gonna sound like I'm not trying to body shame Jeff Goldblum in this Uh-oh. though but he's definitely like didn't work out for this so much so that he had to wear the double like the t-shirt underneath the button up which I know was a sign of the times in the mid 90s but like let's put it this way three years earlier fucking three buttons down is how far he went with that shirt right he shows up to the island and there was like two buttons on it yeah exactly <laughs> uh let me know when we get they to that long part. walk off a short pier uh let's see uh sarah tries to throw it back in ian's face that he never shows up for stuff and again i would regale them about the story of Gennaro who got eaten while taking a fucking shit uh i'll be back in five or six days he'll be back in five or six pieces is what he oh. said then they spot a bunch of helicopters from ingen but hammond didn't send them it must be pete postlewaite who to Andy's point, very underutilized in this film. You know why? Because the film I saw him in last before this was The Usual Suspects, which was fucking oh, terrifying. Okay. And he was so terrifying in that sure. movie. And in this one, you're like, he's still cool in this. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm yeah. like I think he might be the coolest character in this movie, but okay. underutilized. So, so th- this is what I wanted to get to is this guy. here. I didn't know who you were referring to, but yes, it is in fact this Pete Postlewith guy. His entire plot is the most 90s sequel thing ever. He's like, <laughs> these motherfuckers got T-Rexes. I'm going to hunt it. Yeah, and I gotta when he hunt first one. says it, you're like, no, 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 no. Like, there has to be something more than this, right? Like, he can't, it can't be literal. It's a metaphor for something. No. Like, he actually wants to, him versus a T-Rex. Yeah. That's his entire plan. It's like, is this a superhero movie? Are you a super villain? Like, what the actual fuck? Like, I would understand it in a later movie, in like a Jurassic Jurassic Park fucking mm-hmm. 17. We totally jumped the shark. This mm-hmm. is what's happening now. This is the second movie after the first one we just saw. And his sub his entire plot is I'm gonna hunt that thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's underutilized. I would say it's just misused. Like a, mm-hmm. you have such a cool actor, and even when he's on screen, I enjoy his acting. I enjoy yeah, the lighting awesome. delivery. I enjoy his dynamics with the other people and kind of like hey, I'm the goddamn boss here. Don't try to, like, cross me. I enjoy the vibe of him as being the villain, but it's just the dumbest character. Like, yeah, Did you enjoy when, with. like, they just pull the pin on exposition for him? Where he yeah. just, like, lays everything fucking out to the guy Here's that hired him, brought him, 
got him on the boots on the ground, and then they're going to negotiate on the Jeep. Yeah. And he's just like, here's here's literally two and a half minutes of me. You didn't do this beforehand? <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, though. For as much as I fucking want to criticize this movie and this team, these dudes rip through the landscape as they hunt down these dinosaurs, and it's kind of exciting. I'm not gonna lie; they're like darting them and shit, and like the, one of the, the guys has the cool chair. The chair. From oh. the last wave. I had the toy. Like, I had I had yeah. the toy where the little chair came out. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. Kevin and I had the uh, the Ninja Turtles uh, party van that did the same the That's same type awesome. of uh, chair yeah. thing, yeah. and like Side we would thing. fucking pretend that Ninja Turtles were fighting dinosaurs, which is way cooler than this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, just to go back and uh, to talk about the, the this character, Roland. Um, stark contrast with the character that's exactly the same from the first movie, where he was... Remember the first thing we hear the other characters say? The first time we see him... Well, the second time we see him, actually. Uh, when they're like, oh, my God, you got raptors? And he goes, they should be killed, every single one of them, because he is the one who's, like, warning everyone, like, look, I have experience with this shit. We're way out of our depth here. I like that character a lot better. Anyway, uh, Roland gives all the dinos nicknames like Elvis as they dart away. It seems like a pretty good party to me if you know what I'm talking about, Greg Miller. Wait. It's a fun the- joke. It's a fun joke here where he's trying to read off the pages with all these stupid dinosaur names that some stupid egghead caught up on. But now he's like, you know, I'm going to do the colloquialisms here. I'll have it. Exactly. So my other guys know what's up. Uh, Sarah's beside herself at how poorly the animals are being treated. And this is the first sign that I hate this movie. Uh, Roland spots. <laughs> and she's like, how could they do that to all these dinosaurs? I'm like, there's like thousands of dinosaurs in this island. I get it. You don't want to see animals mistreated at all. But like, still, no no sense of danger here. Okay, cool. Uh, Roland spots a T-Rex track. And it's super horny. Uh, Dieter shocks the skull off a little uh, compy as Roland heads deeper into the devil's lair and spots a baby T-Rex. So they snatch up the baby T-Rex because they don't want to fucking play on his turf. They want him coming to their home turf. Uh, mm-hmm. And man. This thing fucking howls. Uh, they sneak over to Ludlow's camp, and Ian figures out that they're going to take all the animals off to the island for profit. Uh, I don't think we've had that beat yet, but anyway, thankfully, Nick's like, that's why I'm here. I, I know the fine art of sabotage. And his idea of sabotaging is to let all of the dangerous dinosaurs out yep. so that they will trample through this camp of people who have been hired to come here and kill all of them and destroy all their things. Very strange pl- plotting on his part. There's but some whatever. undercuts here at Greenpeace because this is what Greenpeace would do. They wouldn't care about the pandas raging against the people out there. And that's what they, you know, any means necessary. Is that why Greenpeace must be Technically, stopped. we're on their territory. So it's true. Home court advantage. We also put them on that territory. So it's both of our territories. It's bad. And, like, and what if they just uh, Gatling gun all of the dinosaurs? Like, what did you achieve here, Vince Vaughn? You know, so weird. Well, he does have, though, he does have one of those camera from the 90s that I kind of always wanted, where it's like the box. A little flip. Yeah, and it flips yeah. out. It's yeah. cool. pretty cool. Anyway, he's uh, like, I want to find all this for posterity. Kevin, are you ready to bring it up? Thank you so much. If you guys could look at this. Um, I was looking him up to make sure it was the guy I was talking about, and I noticed something that made me laugh. So I just liked it to Andy to see if it was worth sharing. Yeah. <laughs> and it made him laugh. So I just want to direct attention uh, to the children section of pete postlewaite's uh wikipedia sure, where sure. it just says children two including billy yeah <laughs> that's important <laughs> when was the last time somebody edited this <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need to go in there and clean that up a little bit man he was uh, only 64 when he passed away that's crazy uh, oh here we go we get the we get the next beat here of course of ludlow showing everyone the concept art 
for the amphitheater from Jurassic World, uh, which we'll see later, which is important. Then dinosaurs burst in and ruin the whole thing. Apparently, that their idea was that Love Love's like, why the fuck would we fly everyone out to Hawaii when we can, we have we got a Sea World right in San Diego and everyone's already used to seeing all these giant animals in captivity and super depressed and it's horrible. Please don't go to Sea World. And then they're like, we'll just put this amphitheater right next to him and put a fucking T Rex there. What could possibly go wrong in San Diego? Uh, Nick Pretty Freeze- cool plot. Like I feel like if the movie focused more on, on that, that as yes, it would have been very fascinating. It would have been actually like, I wish this movie, now that you're saying it, was just the fact that they were like, we're going to open Jurassic Park San Diego. Yeah. And people get stuck in that park in San Diego and then the animals burst free. That would have been a lot more fun awesome, going yeah. back to the island because, damn, man, I if can't you would have told- how much this island's boring. Like, I'd believe it if you told me that something happened budget-wise or some shit and, like, they had to completely change their plans. Because that sounds like what could have been the movie. And it feels like, it just wasn't super well thought out. Mm, I don't know. I mean, it was based this on was the based book, on so Crichton, whatever Crichton, right? Yeah, whatever Crichton wrote was what what they did here. When I, actually, I, I never read The Lost World. Yeah, it's okay. I haven't either. Uh, I was hoping you did, Nick. But no. from what I was looking at, it so, sounds like people did not like that book. I think it, I honestly think it was rushed. And I, I'm not even kidding when I say this. I think it was just a money grab. I don't think that Crichton wanted to write it. I think March 94, like, he announced that there would... Be a, probably be a sequel to both the novel and the film and then by march 95 that it was he announced it was almost done wow so like a year turnaround is like kind of quick yeah it's yeah. pretty quick for a book of, of especially for you know a follow-up to jurassic park which was a phenomenal book anywho um we go back to where it all began that's right nick frees the baby t-rex and roland gives Dieter some shit i'm just you know what guys i'm fucking can we stop here for a second greg Hey, everybody, we're doing a full stop. We need a full stop down, everybody, right now, right? Cameron Kennedy, stop making music. Andy, flex a bit. Let's have a stop. Andy, let me see the triceps. Show the kids what they're missing. What's a tricep? Wanna... Exactly, a tricepatops. <laughs> what... <laughs> what I want to say here is this. That was your Billy this episode, Nick. Thank I want to let you know. There you go. 43 minutes, 24 seconds into this. Yep. Mark that. Uh, oh, speak it of before you continue. Let me tell you about our sponsors. I thought we did that already. Did we? Uh, not yet. No, we no. didn't. Shout out to Maple Story for sponsoring this episode. After 17 years of rich MMO gameplay wrapped in a unique 2D side scroller, Maple Story is ready to proudly lean into its cute pixelated aesthetic. The aggressively cute campaign aims to showcase the unexpected juxtaposition of cuddly smiley characters with rich multi-layered MMO gameplay. The campaign focuses on telling a story of immense character customization, a vast array of weapons and mounts to choose from, a seemingly endless horizon of lands to explore and battle all while dealing huge amounts of damage to monsters of all shapes and sizes. I know a lot of people out there love Maple Stories. Hey, come check out this armed and adorable campaign. This is your world. With over 40 classes and thousands of cosmetic customization options, you can play how you want. And there's just so much good stuff. 18 years of content, no signs of slowing means you'll never get bored. You can go to maplestory.nexon.net. That's maplestory.nexon.net for more, or you can just click the link in the description. This episode is brought to you by me, 
MeUndies. I love MeUndies. You guys have heard me talk about MeUndies for years at this point. I'm always wearing the MeUndies shirt, the MeUndies lounge pants, the MeUndies undies, the MeUndies socks. I can go on and on and on. If MeUndies putting out a product, chances are Tim Gettys is wearing them. The MeUndies membership is literally designed to make your life easier with free shipping and returns on every order, savings on virtually everything they make, exclusive sales and early access to their newest stuff. There's kind of no reason not to join. Get super soft undies, bralettes, or socks shipped directly to your door and live a more comfortable life knowing you always have what you need at your fingertips when you step out of the shower. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you. Any first time purchasers, you can get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free to join MeUndies membership, you can get 25% off your first membership item. To get 25% off your first membership item or 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Now we're uh -huh. back. I thought we always do that before the plot. No. Listen, we've called this guy the dude from Bad Boys too. We've called him the fucking cosmonaut from at this point, can we just call him Peter Stormar? Stormar? I can't even say the last name. Fuck it. Go back to, <laughs> go back to call him the dude from Bad Boys. Forget it. Forget it. I was trying to I was Stormare? trying to pay him some Stormare. Let's call him Peter Stormare. That's his real name. We gotta respect this guy because he's literally in every fucking movie I've ever watched. Anyway, Nick brings the baby T-Rex back to Sarah for some help because its leg is broken. And Ian and Kelly try to reach land, uh, and they can't do it. Now, we've had so many instances here. I just want to point it out for a future, for my future criticism, of Ian desperately trying to reach land on this phone. The phone being an incredibly vital and important thing in this world because it is their salvation. Keep yeah. that in mind. Keep yeah. that in mind. Uh, they decide to set they got they got to set this baby's bones. Otherwise, it won't be able to run like the other animals. And later in the line, probably eight to ten weeks from now, it might die. Kelly freaks out and wants to get high, so they go up to that weird cage. Which prior I to this, hate. Ian referred to as prime biting height. But he was joking because that would be like a you know a veggie saurus. That's the only thing you can get up that high. T Rex. He didn't get to that learn high. that whole thing though. He missed out on that history lesson. He was damaged goods while everyone else was in the. You tree don't think they friends. recast him at some point? They didn't give him a recap. And also, he's seen a T Rex. He knows how to, mm. how tall a T Rex. I hate how proud they are of this thing. Like they introduce it, and it's like it's the high hide. You go up high, you hide. Cool name, huh? High hide, high hide. Yeah. And then to have Sarah, the daughter, be like, I I'm scared. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I want to go somewhere high. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's just high. terrible writing, dude. Yeah, That's awful bad. fucking writing. Where are you and Greg brought this up earlier, <laughs> but the fact that it all kind of just results in Jeff Goldblum kind of falling. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a didunch. Like, what? <laughs> I want to squeeze just a little bit harder. <laughs> funny line. That's a cute line. No, it's funny, <laughs> but like the fact that it, it really felt like so much of that was set up to like separate characters, which I understand for tension purposes. But then to result it in just kind of a weird joke that made me laugh. But I don't know that I'm looking for laugh moments in a movie like this at those moments, right? Like. I don't know. Continue, Nick. Um, also, did, has it ever occurred to you, like, if this was a real-world event, that somewhere on that island, that cage would still just be up in a tree? Weird, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, then they see it. The telltale, <laughs> they hear the telltale role of Mama T-Rex coming in. Ian's like, oh, my God, I got to call down to Sarah and Nick to warn them that this fucking massive man-eating monster is coming toward them. But, of course, the phone just rings and rings and rings, and they don't answer it. Not for lack There's of There's no time. It. They need to save this T-Rex baby. We have to set the bone on this T-Rex, or 7 to 12 weeks from now, it might die. Oh, my God. In this situation, if I called one of you and you 
didn't answer the phone, but you had full capability, again. This is on you. Kiss your ass goodbye. I'm not coming to save you. Hey, at one point, yeah, I mean, give up. I understand their whole gimmick here is that they are the tree huggers, all right? She's a don't fucking step on a rock. You might set off a turtle, and then that'll make that lizard start talking. I understand. I understand <laughs> the anger effect? here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she's mad about. <laughs> that's what she's so worried okay. about. I'm like, oh, we're going to change the environment of this place we put them on and did all these things to. It's like... We got to drop the National Geographic shit at some time, all right? We got no phones. We got no cell phones. We got no regular phones. We don't have phones that plug into cars. We don't have phones. Go for it, Craig. We got to get out of these dinosaurs. We got to fuck these dinosaurs over, all right? <laughs> <laughs> On top of all of that, it's a baby tyrannosaurus rex like if it was like oh man it's one of the the leaf eater dudes the homies and like oh he's a little baby one we gotta save him he's so cute whatever like i understand this t-rex admittedly looks really cute and vince vaughn holding him i was like i I, I like this and believable i think they did a good job with the animatronics and all that stuff with the exception of andy's (laughs) nick baby noise which i totally agree with oh Uh, okay yeah yeah yeah. but just like when he's holding him i'm like i believe this is a living creature and like again movie magic it takes you out of it a lot and it's it's cool uh or takes you into it a lot but you're saving like nah but tim you gotta understand that's how they are dude like the hippocratic oath you talk about like the passion they have, and it's like <laughs> they would save the lion that killed their family. Yeah, like the the lion was just the T Rex was just doing what it's born but, but to it's do, like, sort of thing. You know? And you know, like, look, I, I'm sure that there's probably like some factual evidence against what I'm saying here. Like, oh, well, if you look at the script, this actually happened. Or whatever. Goes. Vince Vaughn is like a fucking like videographer guy. Like, yeah, what the I fuck just does he don't know about it? Buy that he is like down for the cause. And if a lion killed his family, he'd be like, I'll oh, save the lion. Like, no, her, maybe there's something wrong with her. But like Vince Vaughn, it's just like he seems like he has a passing interest in National Geographic. Like he definitely no, has a subscription. Like, he did the Greenpeace thing for the chicks. For the chicks, yeah, that was what that's, I was gonna say. He doesn't care about that's anything. the thing. It's like come the fuck on. But Not then they that, recognize him as like idiot. Earth Alive. They recognized him as the guy from Earth Alive. The, and they're like the people that do the blah blah. He's like, no, we're environmentalists. Fuck you. Like he. He said, fuck you in my version. I don't know about you all. No, yeah. it wasn't mine. Mine was PG-13. Oh. Uh, anyway, it's not just, guess what? Ian rushes back, but it's too late. Mama Rex is there, and she's pissed. And it's not just Mama Rex, guys. That wouldn't be enough. This is Jurassic Park 2. We need twice Two Rex. Rex. It's Mama Rex and Daddy Rex. Two Rex, too furious. They take uh, sure, the sure. muzzle off of the baby Rex, and he screams like, uh, uh, oh, this at this point, I, I, I put in the script, Andy, could you please scream? Could you give me the scream? Oh, the uh, the T Rex? Yeah, the uh, baby T Rex. Oh, uh, uh, baby T Rex. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they give him back to his parents, and everything seems pretty okay at first. And Eddie calls and tells Ian that T Rex are headed back to the jungle. Even though I'm like, are they? Because they're not. They're actually right there for no reason other than I can only assume <laughs> that the T Rexes are the most vengeful of all of the dinosaurs out there. They combine forces to push the van just a little bit over the cliff. Not the full way, Greg. They're like, we want to fuck with these people and let them dangle off the cliff because these Tyrannosaurus Rexes are, really, are genius Tyrannosaurus Rexes. <laughs> the Mommy's very angry. Watching everyone just suffer. Hang on to your butts is what they should have said here as they're going over. Nope. They said, hang on to something. What a missed opportunity, guys. Steven Spielberg, call me the fuck up. I'll write your next stupid Jurassic Park movie. Sarah falls down under the windshield. Of course, that is the, that is one of the images that I remember from this movie, uh, to Tim's point. Uh, and you kind of hope at this point they all die. But nope. <laughs> Nick tries to grab the satellite foam. It fails. Uh, it falls through the window. 
Yada, yada, yada. Listen, Tim thinks this is great. He's gone. I'm going to have my piece. This is the worst fucking action scene in any of the Jurassic Park movies. It goes on for so long. And well, real call... quick, before he sits down, because I don't even want to hear a shitty yeah. answer. What was he fucking <laughs> saying that he this should belong to the first movie? Like, what is he, was, <laughs> I, I don't know. What it's, did he fucking smoke today? So... What is, I think it's what? the only iconic. <laughs> the because it's the only thing that's what memorable in this movie. What did fucking wrong, pipe today? <laughs> the shit is dope as fuck, man. It's so Listen. cool. It's Spielberg at his best. It it's just cool. needed a better cool, story to back it up. so fucking boring they fall so many it's not times. boring at all no it's, so, it's just the glass long. the glass breaking on the thing is really cool the fucking band bag landing can i get one more take at the at the baby t-rex sound okay no, i'll you set you up it. again they take his muzzle off and he roars <laughs> it's very low but good so that low. was really wow. good <laughs> yeah, the mic, the impressive on the breath mic. control on that, that was great uh anyway long story short uh, toby from west wing gets eaten uh and I, i'm actually kind of sad about that because i'm like well i like this guy anyway uh worth they, calling out one more time how terrible the double cheeseburger uh, whole segment was very very horrible bad. fucking horrible but that, greg what i was trying to say is if this was in the first movie they wouldn't have had lines like that like, and i stand by that sure that's, like, fair. Those, that's fair yeah those characters acted like they, they there was actual sense and logic to everything they said and the way people reacted 90 something percent of the time in this movie that is the opposite of true so i feel like if this was in the first movie it would be 10 out of 10 perfect but because of all the bullshit what should have been a 10 out of 10 moment was brought down to probably like a six but it was still really exciting agreed uh shit. that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. They all fall again a bunch of times. Anyway, long story short, they end up climbing back up. Uh, and, and who is there to meet them? But it's all Roland and his team. Uh, let's see. They get uh, got to work with the bad guys who yeah, aren't that bad. bad turns not that bad. When they get back to camp, uh, Roland tells them that they destroyed all the comms equipment. You fucking idiot. So they're all screwed. Uh, by moving the baby into their camp, they've changed where the T-Rexes roam. And oh now God. everything is messed up and everyone is in danger, says the hippie who only has three lines in this whole movie. Do you know who the hippie is? Character. No. Uh, he's the guy who plays uh, the Mox's dad in Varsity Blues. And I bring oh, this up because okay. he looks so dramatically different and bald in that. Like, clearly this is a wig or whatever. But Thomas right. F. Duffy is the man we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Thomas. If you're a Varsity Blues fan and you watch this movie, I just blew your mind. Melissa Hagler says, no way. Ha, ha, ha. See, there it is. Oh, shit. Any relation to Patrick Duffy? I'll get back to you. I hope Thank so. You. Is it a wig? I don't know. Andy's dropping the fucking ball. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Wicked House Carpino. Uh, this guy gets eaten. I love it. Uh, trust me. Trust me. I, I opened up the file. I don't know why it's not working. Ludlow knows of an old communication center, uh, and they can head over to you to call. Uh, it's a day's walk, but there's one problem. Uh, what is it? Velociraptors. Uh, also, they most likely still be hunted by the T Rexes too, because they got a taste for vengeance, and now mommy and daddy want dessert. Saddle up, let's get this movable feast underway, is what Roland says. Then the more music plays, and it all just seems out of place. Nick takes a quiet moment in the torrential downpour to bond with Roland, which fancies himself the second best predator on the planet. What's the first, Tim? That's right, the T Rex. Uh, Roland spots the blood on Sarah's shirt, and you think at this point he's like, I'm a very, very established hunter. Now, I probably know that these animals can smell very well, and that's the blood of their baby on it, so they're probably tracking us that way. Why don't you throw that shirt out? And she's like, I don't know. It won't dry. The blood's just so pungent. I can't smell anything but blood. Uh, anyway, Roland, Dieter tries to tell Carter he's going to take a piss, but despite hunting the deadliest predators on the planet, Carter 
has his headphones in at full blast, just taking a break. Like, they're not going to find me in this thick uh, jungle. Uh, so Dieter goes over there and, 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 and gets killed by a herd of campies. Nick, they just- would you give him, like, any sort of slack if he was listening to Obsession by Animotion? 100%. Oof. Okay. 100%. I'd be like, you know what? You do you, Carter. Is you it a wig? You. I don't know. Wigging <laughs> out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody? A day late and a dollar short. Thank you. Who are we Andy talking Cortez, about? The <laughs> Varsity Blues dad. The Varsity Blues dad, who, yeah, oh. he looks so different with this. I mean, that might have been his hair, actually, now that I'm looking at it. I haven't seen with the hat off. There's no, no way. No, I can't imagine that because it looks so natural. Varsity Blues and Narsu was like two years later, according to IMDb. And then, like, yeah, really if you look at him now, he's got a very similar haircut. He also kind of uh, looks like <clears throat> Joss Whedon a little bit now. He does look like Joss Whedon a little bit. Uh, not related to Patrick Duffy, uh, by the way, but mm. it looked, yeah, not related to Patrick Duffy, uh, but. He does have his personal life bio on uh, Wikipedia. Kind of dark. Just letting you know. Okay. What was, your, what was your this guy? Then? I was going to ask if he was related to Hillary Duffy. No, it's Hillary, Hillary Duff. That's a different thing. No, well, no. Google it anyway. Uh, the campies eat him alive, and you're kind of happy for the campies. Uh, I have a question out. about yeah. these little baby dinosaurs. I wish a T-Rex would eat Nick right now. <laughs> like, honestly, he, him saying Hillary Duffy is, like, the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. The disrespect. Um, do you, so while I was watching this scene, it did make mm-hmm. me think that maybe uh, the whole, like, would you rather fight one horse-sized yeah. duck yeah. or a bunch of duck-sized horses? Mm-hmm. Maybe the little ones is the worst one to go. Because they can just, like, snip at you and bite at you. Yeah, and you die like a, like a slower ducks, death. Joey. You, yeah, you take it but slow when all you do is the roll on the screen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's got to, he just got to, you yank the one, you break snap the one. You yank, yank the one, it. you break snap the one. You yank, yank the one, it. smash, snap smash, smash. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Do these have, like, the claws like the Velociraptors? Can they, like, Presumably they can latch on That claws would hurt you, though. Yeah, like cat claws. You know, I mean, you're, getting like getting, you're getting exactly. out of like, You're getting. It's like out. the bees in my girl. Exactly. Oh, Except no, he was allergic. It's not, it's that's not so really tragic. Thomas Jane's glasses. He just wasn't horrible. Using like logic or anything. Like he, Greg, he never <laughs> reached and grabbed one. It was yeah. all. It was like I don't have hands that can grab things. Like dude, you're. <laughs> they're all. They're on you right now. Roll over, grab one. Like I'm with Greg, dude. I'd be way better. But you're in a panic state of mind. I don't. Think yeah, but that's when I. That's got to be like. It, don't get me wrong. Do I want to be in this situation, Joey? Of course not. I, but do. I would think there'd be that moment of a little, it would be freeing. I'm just like, this is cool because there are no rules now. There are no rules. The rules Man of society nature. that have tethered Fully me unleashed. to this plane yeah. of existence are gone now. And have I ever thought about grabbing something by the neck and breaking it? Animal person. <laughs> Artist, of course, <laughs> but yeah. like I wouldn't do it. Animal but, person, yeah. artist. I don't know what that. I means. like to. I like to think in the in the in Greg's fantasy world, we find him and he's completely naked with the, like a loincloth on. We're like, did the campies do that? He's like, no, no, that was just preparation for this battle. Anyway, Roland goes out to find Dieter, but he's in pieces. And I love the fact that it's just a throwaway line. He's like, ah, oh, we found him, but it's not worth showing. Uh, and then he, just the parts and, I didn't that they didn't like. I fucking right. love that. Again, I was saying, like, I saw this movie when I was a kid. Scared the hell out of me, these little guys. And this scene was the payoff to that. Like, the blood going down the river and all that shit. It was like, god damn. Like, all of this, I think, is actually really cool. It's just when you're an adult watching it, you're like, why didn't you stop, drop, and roll, man? The golden rule. 
Well, it's not only that, but I just think they missed an opportunity to actually have Roland because Dieter was like a second in command, so they, they had some sort of relationship, maybe third in command. Uh, I just thought that it was missing one scene where they come across his like body, and it's like you see it, but they just it's just a throwaway line, which whatever it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. This movie's long as is; they probably cut it for timing. Uh, Sarah realizes her bloody jacket has the scent of the youngling on it, uh, so she packs up all her snacks for some reason and then hides in her tent as uh, the T Rexes approach. And they just sneak around, and Kelly wakes up and freaks out. Uh, but they're pinned down in their tent. Uh, and then Carter finally wakes up and starts screaming to fucking kill this thing. And everyone I also hate out. this scene. Did they? Would no one really wake up if they were just T Rexes walking well, Joey, around? What you have to understand is the T Rex weighs probably a solid what nine tons, ten tons. They're very silent creatures. They're very, very <laughs> balletic, right? Like these things, yeah. light touch, light on their feet, light, light touch. <laughs> No, Ballet. dude. Every Ballet time these Every every time these things take a step in the first movie, go, go. Yeah. And by the way, if you time out their steps, they're for sure slowing it down, right? Because it's like go, go. So just imagine how the T Rex is walking. Go. It's hard to right? Like yeah. it's like I'm a, what's up at a time. No, these things would be incredibly loud walking in, but it doesn't matter for the sake of this. Again, I hope both these characters get eaten. Doesn't matter. Carter gets stomped out of existence. Uh, Roland, I do like the, the touch though of the human body being stuck to the T Rex's foot yeah. as he steps, and you see That's it kind of like fall off. Dope, kind of gross. Roland tries to shoot the T Rex, but uh, Nick, despite knowing at this point how dangerous these animals are, have somehow he removed the shells excuse me the bullet the actual slug from the shells and then stuck the shells back into this guy's gun why not just take the shells out of the gun i don't know maybe it's just to fool him but man this could have really killed roland it's time for a brand new segment called cam for cam hit the song cam for cam cam for cam i slacked you about this like 10 minutes ago go for it <laughs> you also slapped me a picture bam, of Peter Bam, Stormer. Cam for Cam. Bam, bam, and Cam for Cam. <laughs> What's is. up, everybody? Welcome to Cam for Cam, the podcast within a podcast where I ask Nick Scarpino, does he like Vince Vaughn, the cameraman, in the Lost World Jurassic Park more or less than Hank Azaria, the cameraman in Godzilla with oh Matthew Broderick? God. A year are later. You, are you? That's not eat. I thought you knew me. I thought you knew me, Greg Miller. <laughs> Hank Azaria, banger of a job in Godzilla the next year. Love that. Nick, in fact, we should throw Godzilla into this mix because I got it's going to house 90% of these fucking Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> Nick, that was the right answer, and that's been another episode of Cam for Cam. Andy, play me out. Cam, Cam, band to band. <laughs> oh man everyone starts dying real quick here and pete Postaway keeping his head real cool grabs one of those massive blow darts and just shoots the t-rex in the neck right in the fatty part uh hippie guy gets eaten by a snake in his vest and the t-rex kills him in a waterfall then a bunch of um, um i put uh, mercs run into the long grass despite a jay telling them to stop and then he runs in there too for some reason and this is the only cool shot in this whole movie because them moving and you can see the trails of velociraptors as coming toward them as they're about to get eaten alive is awesome incredible and murdered and this scene is awesome i wish the movie could could live up to this but it does not um then malcolm and the kids run through the grass too <laughs> he's just like run faster they're like oh okay yeah, yeah. Run these oh my god how is uh, how are you gonna have such an amazing amazing scene and then what's the solution run run faster, faster. Which we already established in the first movie that these things can run at a land speed of like 30 miles an hour. So 
Good luck getting through that tall grass, uh, you know, which of course is Greg Miller's favorite thing. Uh, Ian hurts his foot. So Nick goes on to the comm center by himself. He's like, time is money, baby. Uh, He sees a bunch of artwork from Jurassic Park and laughs, and then he fires out the power and calls Injun for help. All pretty easy. Then Ludlow surveys the T-Rex that uh, Roland downed, and he just sees money signs. He's like, I'm make so much money off this thing. Then a raptor jumps on Sarah's back and eats her lucky pack. Uh, How will we beat them? With our brains, Tim? No. That's too simple. We need something a little bit more angelic, a little bit more gymtastic that's right we're getting to the best part of this mm-hmm. whole movie sarah and kelly mm-hmm. trying to dig their way out of a shed but a raptor just catches on he's like oh i'm not fucking stupid i can hear you see you guys over there digging out so he goes <laughs> around and he pops his head and they're like oh no we're stuck and then ian runs in to join them for some stupid reason and then kelly takes matters in her own hands. <sighs> like all these adults are idiots and not one of you fucking idiots knows gymnastics like i do so i'm gonna pull whatever the spinny bar thing is they do and kicks fucking one of the raptors awful. off the ledge and then he goes school cut you from the team and i'm like you're taking a second to have a quippy line there's five other raptors out there and i think two of them were actually in the shed but they just kind of disappeared somehow anyway like what what this needed more like to make it even more dumb is like have the actual padding on the floor and have her have chalk on her hands like <laughs> how is this situation so perfectly set up you know just, like, Andy, like i was expecting a raptor on the side of like I, a raptor on the side of lift like a 10, you know, like a terrible dude. I love it. I love it. Uh, Sarah somehow gets uh, uh, separated. She makes her wake up at the ledge. Doesn't matter. She falls off. She makes another, the raptor fall. She falls in the middle and they start fighting. She gets away. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, they make it aboard. Anyway, Nick finally materializes. I don't know where the fuck he's been. He's like, hey guys, the chopper's this way. Come over here. And like, hey, I, I can I, see it. This all sucks too. It's just like. Like, where were you when we were screaming your name and this we were whole, getting attacked by raptors? Just this whole – it's like they just changed locations from one millisecond to the next. Like they're in yep. danger and suddenly it's like, oh, big army we uh, did building. It. Yeah, it's such a weird kind of transition. I hate yeah. it. Don't love it. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. They all get aboard the helicopter safe and sound and it's kind of boring. Like they could have probably – like you wanted this scene to be them like – the last person jumping onto the helicopter as the raptor like nips and takes their shoe off. But instead, they're, the guy's like, "You guys aboard? Yeah, you guys need. Does anyone need any drinks or anything? You guys, some water or something?" <laughs> well, there's also a moment here where like they're running into the helicopter, and it's all like one long shot, and it is one of the first times I've because long shots traditionally the coolest things ever, and Spielberg yeah. movies the coolest things ever. This is literally like. Why are you showing us this? Nothing interesting is happening this entire way through. We're all a little bewildered at how we're getting from one place to the next. And you're letting us sit and think about that this long. Like, it was not good at all. It's weird. Uh, Have we seen Ian Malkin's shirt like open chest yet? You know, they say that for the end when he's passed out. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Helicopter ride. Like we talked about nothing like the first one. Kelly is crying. Everyone is tired and sad. And Nick, for all we know, may or may not have killed Roland. Uh, nope, Roland is alive. They capture the T-Rex, and baby, they're going to take it back where it belongs. San Diego. Uh, but Roland You should be bummed. excited. You did this for science. Yeah, but I lost the other guy. I've seen too her. much death and blah. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I believe. I mean, he does have a beggar line here where he's like, you want to come back? We got a spot for you at the park. And he goes, no, thank you. I believe I've spent enough time in the company of death. And then just leaves. Credit smart. Oh, yeah. no, no credits. Nope, okay. no credits. Mm-hmm. Over at InGen San Diego, all the investors immediately show up to christen Jurassic Park San Diego, even though it's 2 a.m. in the morning. And I don't know how much time has passed here because everyone has cleaned up and changed. So at least they went home. <laughs> they were so clean, dude. <laughs> and Ian got his car. Like, he was like, I, I got a car in San Diego. So 
it's weird. Uh, but Ludlow is alerted. Hey, something's wrong. They can't reach the ship carrying the T-Rexes because everyone's probably dead. Then the ship smashes into the pier and comes to a grinding halt. Uh, they come aboard. And this is where my brain really starts hurting. Thank you. Thank you. These people are all just massacred in these small, tight corridors of the ship. But the T-Rex, the only thing capable of killing these things, is still stuck in the cargo hold of the boat. So either it got out and they lured him back in and shut the cargo hold right as they were like the guy like his. How did the arm, severed, severed arm, arm get to the, st- the steering no wheel or the yoke or whatever the ship? I, how did, did the captain the, die? Like, did, there's did no the broken baby glass. Kill everyone? The, the baby? Who? The baby T Rex? No, the baby T Rex doesn't learn to hunt until the very end. There, it's got uh, a broken leg. Also, also like there must have been move. days or weeks in between this happening, right? Because I imagine it takes a long time for a boat to get from wherever they are to. San Diego? I mean, probably at least a, like a day or a couple days. Oh, this guy's saying. It's weird. Anyway, I, I would imagine, I, it would have been fine if they were like, oh, we had a couple raptors on board and they, and they got loose. But no, this that's what I T-Rex, thought they were building to. I had forgotten that. And then when they didn't, I was like, oh, okay. It's weird how he killed everyone. Like, it would have been cool if they were like, we got him here. And then it burst, like, they opened up the cage and it burst out and killed everyone. That would have yeah. been a lot more exciting. But instead, they were like, I guess everyone on this ship is dead. Like, whatever. They needed the speed to cruise control ending uh let's see back at it uh, everyone's dead anyway they go aboard of course one guy's like oh i wonder what's in this cargo hold and then ian's like don't do it and the cargo hold opens up and of course like a jack-in-the-box the the t-rex pops out um and starts wreaking havoc uh sarah has one line here before he's like why did you wake up the t-rex and the guy's like dude we don't know what the fuck we're doing like this thing (laughs) went into into a coma we had to give it a shot of adrenaline and now it's supercharged like it's a dinosaur we don't know how to do this uh let's see uh uh, ludlow has the baby t-rex and sarah gets an idea uh let's get the baby and use it to lure mama away from comic-con now uh to the casual listener it might seem like i hate this movie but it's all worth it to watch a t-rex drinking someone's pool (laughs) <laughs> this is the oh, the best scene in this movie. Why? It does remind me a little bit of Optimus Prime and Transformers. Uh, thank you. Thank that you, Nick. You was going to get back to Transformers, yeah. and I appreciate but two, that. I love, this is classic Spielberg. Kid sees the dinosaur. It's not that I tripped out about it. Goes to wake his parents up. His parents are having a bad relationship because they probably shouldn't have had this kid to begin with. Uh, go like, fuck this kid. He sucks. Looks over, and the dinosaur leans his head up with the chain from the dog in the oh, doghouse. Oh, so sad. Yeah, but it's a good, it's a very well choreographed, but you don't have to see the dog die to know what happened. And then the parents freak out and the kid takes a picture, right? The kid's like, fuck you guys, I was right. Love this scene. Uh, the rest of it, terrible. Sarah and Ian head to the secure facility where the draft, uh, he's like, <laughs> they're like, Ludlow, where's the baby for Christ's sake? And he goes, it's being held in a, in a secure facility. Location. Which makes you think that maybe it's a secret secure facility. Nope, it's the amphitheater that says Jurassic Park on it. That's where Dude. they're holding this baby. And, like, you guys know that I am a sucker for a fucking theme song playing as much as humanly possible. Again, I said earlier, I don't like the score of this movie. Every time they show the logo, they do the doo-doo-doo. And I'm like, you can stop. No, you can stop. just fucking stop now because that. this is not hidden. It never hit once no. this entire movie. And this time, when they show the fucking logo of the, the place, I was like, oh, my kill God, me. kill me. Uh, they pull up and also, they throw... Go ahead. So I was going to just give a shout out here to the most like fucking 
checked out guards of all time like a car <laughs> speeding at the front gate and they go slow it down slow it down and then they pull the guns on these guys they're like shoot us if you really want to i have never met a security guard who isn't itching to shoot somebody <laughs> right, they are fucking stoked. you break into this multi-million dollar facility to steal a fucking dinosaur this guy is green lit he is up safety is off He's yeah stoked. i'm getting calls to splatter your fucking brains all in your own windshield oh my god oh man they fill this little baby into the uh, the back of ian's cool 70s sports car and rip off uh meanwhile downtown san diego is going cuckoo for t-rex puffs all hell is breaking loose a guy gets eaten near a blockbuster cuckoo and it's the worst T-Rex puffs. adr sound i've ever heard in my entire life and then ian and sarah catch up to the t-rex at the 76 station and it chases them down the street ludlow gives orders to shoot the adult and save the baby while sarah and ian run uh the baby back to the cargo ship what's the the plan here is kind of flawed whatever then they jump uh they, they put the baby in the little cargo thing and they jump off the edge uh ludlow who doesn't see any of this happening just runs aboard to make sure that his investment is safe and he goes down and he sees like oh, little baby hey, little baby <laughs> And doesn't realize that, of course, the T-Rex, the sneakiest of all the dinosaurs, just creeping down the steps behind him, right? <laughs> Mind you, every time it takes a step in the first movie, every piece of water fucking thuds. But this one's like, I'm ballet. Um, anyway, it goes down there. And, man, it's just this is a fucking, you want to talk about a banger of a death, Greg. It cripples, uh, it bites uh, uh, his leg, right? Uh, hobbling him, basically. And... Boy, this baby just goes. He's like, go ahead. And the baby just goes to town on him. And it is bad. Uh, it is a satisfying movie moment yeah. for sure. Uh, Ian and Sarah run back aboard and close the cargo doors very, very slowly. And then there's one beat where it's like, is this sniper going to kill this thing? No. So Sarah's slow-mo darts it right in the fleshy part of its neck. And it goes, <laughs> and just falls into the cargo <laughs> container. But what I always hated about that is that the cargo doors happen to lower as soon as it gets like yeah. kind of hit like it wasn't holding the doors up by like it just kind of like timing. oh it's perfect timing oh perfect they had a guy like yeah. waiting at the switch like i got this shit. <laughs> and then she looks back and like does like this like yeah and ian's like yeah good job and the sniper's like damn it next time uh and then we cut over <laughs> to a couch and kelly's watching a news report on the ship making as it's making its way back to isla sorna while uh, Sarah and Ian sleep on the couch next to her. And she sees an interview with John Hammond, who tells the world it's imperative to set up rules to leave these dinosaurs alone. If, quote, if we just step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way. Then, and at that point, the police break down the door and arrest this motherfucker. Yeah. Why are you crazy. on TV? Your creations keep getting out and murdering people, and you did a cover-up. <laughs> yep. Right, uh, but, get... but also, right here, this is where Ian Malcolm's shirt is open, right? Yeah. Might be a little bit. I'm telling you. Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rent those labs. Good night. Whoa. That's very jazzy. Tim, you uh, you owe Carter Harrell money, okay? <laughs> Nick, get on that. Carter, find a way to make fun of Nick in your oh, next you audio. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, then we get one more bad CG shot of all the animals living in harmony together. The end. Let's make 10 more of these. I hate that. I, the fine. It's like, why? The Stegosaurus is just cool with the T Rexes. Been fucking. Hey, what? The, come on. Life finds a way in. Come you on. Know? Come on. They're just kissing neighbors now. What's going on here? Well, you know, Andy, if, you, if, you've seen, if you've seen a watering hole 
like in in like sub-Saharan Africa, you'll know that the lions just love hanging out with the gazelles. They're usually like <laughs> when the cameras turn on, like guys, 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 it's our time, right? And they I expected each other, a T-Rex like, to be like, "Hey, Harold, how's it going, man? Yeah. Like, uh, doing <laughs> great, dude. Sunny day. Got the kids' so baseball bad. game. Got earlier. the kid out here. Show them, show them lay of land. No deal. <laughs> and also, like, we have the vastness of the first movie when the first time they see all of the, the dinosaurs together. This is like a little fern gully where they're like, "This is fine, guys. Just film it. Just shoot the plate. It's fine. It doesn't matter. God, terrible. It's over." Yeah. Andy, please hit haiku and review. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku and review. Haiku and review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like so many of you did. But first off, I want to give a very special shout out. It's a thing that I want to take full credit for, and I had nothing to do with. Oh, wow. Per usual here. Uh, Kebabs, infamous kind of funny best friend. You know him mm-hmm. from kind of funny games and everything. Won a Jurassic Park poetry contest. Mm. Nice. I saw this, but I was like half asleep when I saw this tweet. I thought I dreamt it. <laughs> Jurassic World Evolution, the video game, says April is National Poem Month, so let's mark the occasion with a small competition. We're giving away a Camp Crustaceous Dinosaur Pack key to the best Jurassic World Evolution 2-themed haiku you can come up with. It's Cretaceous, Ka- by the way. Jesus Christ. Gonna... Yeah, you're, sorry. You're Christy. right. I, I'm a big fan of them lobsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Kebabs wrote, this science can give the illusion of control, but life finds a way. And that won him. That won him whatever the fuck Jurassic World Evolution's given All away. Right. So, you know, I, I think it's pretty cool that, so you know, cool. Haiku and Review is given back in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pedro Rocks 01 writes in and says, Life uh, finds a way. Truer words never spoken by films and counting. Uh, miscellaneous, no. of course, writes in with the plot in Haiku. Hammond strikes again. Sends Malcolm into the den, trying to amend. Danger, she denies. They find stowaway surprise. (laughs) (laughs) InGen fills the skies. Fancy camp got tossed. Otherwise, I'm kind of lost. Trip not worth the cost. (laughs) It all goes to shit. They scream, cry, hide, run, and trip. Saved by gymnastics. To the aisle to stay. (laughs) While the theme song starts to play. Life. We'll find, find a way. way. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do want to give a shout out to, of course, haikus, right? Five, seven, five. This motherfucker, for the first time, I think, in history, and kind of funny, they scream, cry, hide, run, and trip. Seven Ooh. words, seven Ooh. syllables. That's wow. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Holy Unheard shit. Of. Wow. Unheard of. Very damn cool. And Joe Mertens writes in and says, forget hot Malcolm. It's Pete Postlewaite in shorts. Gasp and swoon. Right, Nick? <laughs> Let me get this straight. Vaughn's an eco-terrorist. That's really a thing? The boat makes no sense. Stay classy, San Diego. This final act sucks. <laughs> it does. Uh, and then this is not a haiku, but I, I do want to read it here. Bull 89 writes in and says some trivia for you. About the Barbasol can in the mud. In the 2011 Telltale Jurassic Park game... Oh, yeah. The central MacGuffin is about chasing the can. You play as Dr. Gary Harding, the father of Julianne Moore's character from The Lost World. 
Nedry had two contacts at the boat that were to meet him, and when he didn't show, they go to find him in his can of dino DNA. Also, the can the game brings up the lysine defic- deficiency. <laughs> Another doctor put a cure to the lysine deficiency into the water supply of the island to keep the dinos alive. Smart. Smart. How was that game, Greg? Oh, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I can't remember if I played it or reviewed it, but I definitely did not enjoy it. I played the one uh, on PS1 where you just start off as a compi and there was no save mechanic. I don't even think like you use a memory card. You Burger King? It, it, it sucked so bad, dude. That, was, that game was terrible. <laughs> oh, fuck, the I P- reviewed it. The, the PC, game, though. <laughs> the PC RTS one. Oh, I never played that. Uh, Tim, if you don't mind my review, um, yeah, my I give it a 5.5 mediocre. My verdict reads like this. Like I said, I wanted Jurassic Park to be good, but just like John Hammond's dream of a dinosaur amusement park, it doesn't pan out. <laughs> I wouldn't call Jurassic Park a bad game as it works and does take us back to a time when dinosaurs stiffly roam the earth. Uh, but the story animations and general gameplay keep it from being able to contend with most titles on the market, and that includes other Telltale titles. Damn. Damn. I had a now fucking gift, time. Andy. But here you are now. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh Ragu Bagu. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for Jurassic Park in review. Number one on the list, good old Nedry. Where do we want to put Ludlow and Roland? Two, right? I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I don't feel like we have They're not great. really discussed Yeah, that was pretty uh, easy. Uh, uh. There you go. Ludlow <laughs> and Roland from Jurassic Park, The Lost World to the Lychee Consistency. <laughs> so, Greg, <laughs> normally here, we would go straight to the ratings, the rankings, all that sure, stuff. But sure. there is another podcast within a podcast that we have added for Jurassic Park, and it is called Dinosaurs, S-O-R-E-S, Dinosaurs, colon, which death is the Beth? Yeah, this like that was mine. That was my addition. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So, Joey, can you please uh, give us the pitch on what this podcast is about? Yeah, it was just ranking the best dinosaur deaths. Honestly, yeah. I have like a little list of the ones uh, that we have from this one. The ones that stood out to me personally was uh, Snake Guy death. Okay, that was pretty good. Uh, the guy from whatchamacallit that got killed by all the little dinosaurs armageddon so peter stormar say his name yeah (laughs) (laughs) um the little tiny child at the beginning but i want to give a shout out specifically to the guy that tim pointed out which is whatever guy got stepped on by the t-rex then got stuck on his foot i feel like he should also get a shout out sorry there were no lamb legs for me to put on the list unfortunately so the way this is gonna work is every movie we're going to choose the one moment and then we rank that one moment <laughs> against the other movie. So currently the number one is from yeah. Jurassic Park 1, which is Nedry's death with the psh, poison in the Jeep, all that stuff. <sighs> so now we need to decide who is the number one death from this movie and then rank it. It's got to be Homeboy getting ripped feelings? apart. I think it's Homie getting ripped apart. Yeah, I would think so too by the two T-Rexes, right? That was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah was I'm with that as well. Because like you thought for a second maybe he'll live. Like I thought he is enough of a character to survive right. this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they just didn't give him any hope. Uh, <laughs> and it might be, the reason I like it is the same reason I like the Nedry death, which is that it was built up so much. Like the tension was so long and there were so many ways it could have happened that you were like, oh, he might be okay. And then it wasn't. So mm. I would give it to that as well. I still don't think it's as good as Nedry though. So I think it should be. 
under him. And right I agree. Agreed. I agree Agreed. on that. Nedry was a payoff both in story and performance. So there we go. So Number right. one, the Nedry death. Number two, dual T Rex takedown of the faith. I also hated how Pete Postlewaite went to go went to go trank the T Rex, right? But just stood out in the most middle of openings with no cover Cover. around him like Mm. he joey he could have sat behind the log and just like popped it stuck another one in never been seen but he's just like let me step in the center area with no trees around me so you could see ah, it's It's like when we res people in Fortnite, we're like there's all these trees that we could go behind but no let's just get (laughs) stand in the middle of nowhere so we get sniped and all die screaming res me res me res me get it we're gonna do it kev no, you're not. You walk away. You leave me all the time. Yeah, no, you gritty on, on the person, the other person. This movie's now number two. Now it's time to rank the movies. <laughs> Currently, number one is Jurassic Park. I feel like obviously the Lost World Jurassic Park is number two. Uh, does anyone have anything else to add to that? No. No, exactly. it's a stupid movie. Did we preemptively no, rank it lower. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you want to do that. That's my thing. I don't know. I don't know that I'm ready to commit to that, Joey. And I'm not saying that I think it's going to be higher. But like I going into this one, I had a feeling of like, look, it might be better than I remember it being like it might be one of those things that we hated on because it's not as good as the first, but it's not that bad. And I was wrong. It is that bad. It really is that bad. It's worse <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. I'm going into three like. I remember semi enjoying three for what it was, which is a seven out of 10. But at this point, I think I'm wrong. Seven out of 10. No way. Alan, wake up, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) No future spoilers. Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, Jurassic Park three is about to go down. It's going to be a good time because it is only an hour and 30 minutes. I can't wait for that. And, pterodactyls everybody anyways i love you all goodbye by lophosaurus rex